Good morning, my amazing friends and family. Welcome to CEO Talks in the morning with yours truly, Eduardo Cardoso, United States Marine Corps Infantry Veteran and CEO of Brothers in Arms CBD, a CBD company based around saving our veterans from pharmaceutical drugs. 22 veterans kill themselves, commit suicide every single day because of anxiety, depression, being overdosed and underdosed with pharmaceutical drugs. So we're here to make sure that our amazing veterans that serve our country, we serve them to the best of our abilities through CBD and through giving them purpose-driven lives, helping them find their paths, their own unique individual path because every veteran, every veteran is different no veteran is the same. There is no one size all fit solution. So check us out, Brothers in Arms CBD. Now let's get on with this podcast, right? Let's get on with it. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. So, guys, 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 I want to talk about a couple of things. So, I never in a million years thought I would be hosting a podcast where I talk about the presidential debate because, you know, growing up, you know, you're a kid, you know, when you're a kid, at least most kids, you know, where where I grew up in Oak Cliff weren't too concerned about politics and who the president was, right? So I grew up in a small town outside of Dallas, Texas. And I don't think politics is something that a lot of kids um, dream of growing up you know, of doing, right? That's not your dream. And it wasn't until I joined the Marine Corps that I started to care to a certain extent, right? This is just my personal opinion. Not every Marine is like this. Not everybody that joins the military is like this. However, along my path in the Marines, while I was in back in 2010, there was other Marines that felt the way that I did. Not everybody, but there was other Marines we started to care more once we were there. And when I say care more, I use that term loosely, you know, care. You know, because Marines, when we're in, we don't necessarily care who our president is as long as that president allows us to do our job effectively. And while I was in, and a little bit towards the end, there was times where we were allowed to do exactly what we needed to do in combat. And then there was t- moments where we weren't allowed to do what we wanted to do. You know, I'll let you figure out what presidents, you know, w- and what policies started to kick in, you know. You know, and the more strict you are on somebody in, in combat, the, the harder it is to do your job, man. The same way it is with police, you know. You know, when, when you have, when you, the media puts all this pressure on on police, on officers, on law enforcement, on Leos, on law and order, and it, and you and the media and and the communities put all this stress on law and order, makes them afraid to use their weapons, it makes them afraid to use escalation of force. That's the same thing that happens, you know, in Afghanistan with with the, with us, with the infantry, with the military, especially the infantry, you know, because we're out there on the ground and bad guys are shooting at us and and if we're afraid of the hammer that's going to come down because we defend ourselves, you know, same way that the police, you know, if they have a fear 
to actually defend themselves because they're afraid of the hammer that's going to come down of people who you know whatever whatever regulations they're you know you know they're imposing um that that's what we cared about in the military is what i'm trying to get at right that's what we cared about is just having a president and having you know uh, you know just our chief you know our boss our, our honcho the man the jefe just letting us do our job, man. We wanted to be on the round, on the ground, boots on the ground, running and gunning when it was necessary. We weren't out there running and gunning, you know, fixed bayonets, just doing whatever we want. We were out there defending the land and helping the civilians out there and counter doing a lot of counterterrorism, a lot of counter drug, um, you know, a lot of counterterrorism. You know, engaging with elders to help the village get them what they needed. And doing a lot of, you know, counterterrorism, knocking on doors, kicking down doors, taking bad guys in the middle of the night, in the middle of the morning before the sun comes up. And, whew, man, we're getting into it. We're getting into that and into that kind of talk right now, huh? That was a lot of good times, too, by the way, man, for those of you infantry guys that are listening to this. And now you're reminiscing a little bit on those, on those, uh, on those night ops, those late night, you know, key leader engagements, uh, you know, looking for key key personnel bad guys whoo good times good times out there and saying in afghanistan um so let's let's get on with this right you know i was gonna talk about the presidential election a, a little bit i was just gonna cover it a little bit just a tiny bit i just wanted to give my opinion it's my podcast i want to give my opinion it was interesting right i mean i don't know what you're thinking you know i don't know who you're going for i don't know if you don't like anybody right now or if this is the first time this year that you somebody has addressed you know president trump and biden um, it was confusing. I mean, it wasn't confusing to the extent where I didn't know what was going on, but it was, you know, if I was coming into this as, as a undecided voter, you know, just, I didn't know who I was voting for. It was, it would have been interesting, right? I mean, I know who I'm, I'm for. I know, I know who I'm backing up, you know, my beliefs align, um, with strong military, you know, you know, I'm a business owner, you know, so throw that into the equation. I served in the military. I went to war two times to sing in Afghanistan. I believe that, you know, I don't, I, I don't think somebody that is nine months, you know, should be, should be, be allowed to, to kill the life of a child. Um, that's where I lie. You know, I'm, I'm a, I have a religious background. I was in the infantry. I grew up extremely poor. It's very crazy. You know, I've spent time in California, you know, so I understand everybody's different, you know, so I know I'm now I'm probably confusing some of y'all, you know, I, I have a lot of different beliefs. Um, I'm, I, I'm pro guns. I'm down with the guns. I, you know, own a couple, you know, myself, you know, just, you know, Texas, y'all, um, you know, Marine Corps infantry, you know what I'm saying? Um, but you know, if I was coming into that debate as an unbiased, it, I would I would have left maybe with a headache. Um, you know, and I'm not saying that I'm that I feel any way about who I'm backing, who I'm not backing. I, I you know I went into this debate just like let's see what happens. You know, this is the you know the first one. Let's see uh, what points get hit on. You know, and there was good points that were that were covered. You know, I think when the Clintons get brought up, you know, it, that's always an interesting point to bring up. Um, that's something that that I feel isn't covered so much on the media, but it's more so covered on you know independent reporters and stuff and things along those lines. And um, 
I mean, that's it. You know, I just wanted to say it was a little confusing. You know, it, coming in from from just like a undecided voter. I don't know what you think, you know, if you're, if you're gonna, you know, that's what I thought when I ended that debate, you know, I watched it. I was in, I was, uh, you know, watching with a couple buddies eating some tacos. It was taco Tuesday and we all kind of felt the same way. It was three of us, you know, two of my buddies, um, they're actually are undecided. I know, I know who I like and they, they kind of, you know, it was, it was, they were just kind of like, you know, what is going on? You know, I mean, I'm aware of what's going on, but it seems a little bit, a little bit, um, just a little bit crazy right now. And, uh, that's it with that. That's it with that. You know, reply to me, you know, at Ed Cardoso. That's my Instagram. Instagram is Ed Cardoso underscore. Um, let me know how you felt. You know, it's even hard to put into words right now. Um, but the last thing that I want to talk about, I want to talk about sacrifice, right? Something that I was thinking about and that I've been thinking about a lot is, is despite how you feel about these two men, you know, whether you're for the left or for the right, you know, you have to honor... And you have to acknowledge they're, they're, you know, and, and maybe you're thinking one side doesn't have any leadership qualities and you're thinking the other one does. Um, despite your personal opinion, despite our personal opinions real quick, we do have to admire. I think we, we, we should admire. I'm not saying you have to, but, you know, something to bring into the light is both of these men are leaders because they have decided to sacrifice their personal lives and they're they're they want to be and and you know president trump is and biden wants to be the president of the united states they want to sacrifice their personal life their time their their life as a whole you know 24 excuse me 24 7 be in the light be the leader of our country you know and that that does that that man there there is a lot of respect to be given for a man like that that is going to put his family in the limelight that's going to put his his entire life his his personal life his business life everything that he's ever done before he even wanted to be president maybe something that he said you know when he was young you know could you imagine running for president and then somebody pulls up your yearbook and you sign something that was like don't ever change like really had fun you know smoking doobies and drinking you know drinking pbr you know before class every thursday you know just for something like that to come up you know because it's gonna come things like that are gonna come up when you're president man and you have to you know you invest a lot of money to 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 a lot of pr good pr cover up the bad pr like that little things that shouldn't be affecting your life when you're now in your you know your older years you know nobody's perfect you know and that's a lot of sacrifice man i think that's a lot of sacrifice and it takes a lot of sacrifice to be a leader and i know a lot of you listening to this right now you know we've talked about leadership in other episodes in the last episode we, we talked about leadership a lot and when you're a leader you really have to be the example you know when you're a leader you you make sacrifices man you are the one that shows up early you are the one that motivates your team even when you're not motivated as a leader you constantly have to motivate your team and there's some speakers that'll say no motivation is bad motivation is bad motivation runs out you know you well you know what else runs out food runs out showers run out but you don't stop eating you don't stop taking showers you just do it again and again and again and again you need to be that motivator when you're a leader you need to constantly motivate your team 
because you are the one with the vision. You are the one that is bringing up these men and women around you. You are bringing up your community around you. You're bringing up your team at work. You're bringing up your family. You're bringing up your wife. You're bringing up everybody around you. If you're the leader or you want to be a leader, you are the one that needs to step up. If there's no leader in your community and you're the one that's thinking to yourself, you know what? Things aren't that good around here. Things are jacked up around here. Things need to be better. Then guess what? If you're the one that noticed it, you are the one that possesses the leadership qualities and you, we are the ones that have stepped up and need to continue to step up. And I'm not sitting here yelling at you, man. I'm not sitting here yelling at you, telling you that, that I'm better than you, that you need to step up as an individual because that has happened to me. I'm telling you, I'm in here with the trenches with you. I'm in the trenches with you right now. My friends, my family, I'm in the trenches. I'm not just yelling at, at, at you. I'm yelling at me. I'm talking, I'm talking with you, man. I'm talking with you right now. We're sitting down, looking at each other, having some food, having a conversation. We're breaking some bread. We're talking to one another, man. I never want y'all to think that I'm yelling at you, that I'm talking to you. I am right here in the trenches with you. If you have listened to any of my other podcasts or listened to a YouTube video or listened to me on somebody else's podcast, I have been called to step up multiple times in my life. I've been called up. I, I Either I noticed or I was called up by my wrestling coach. He's the one that wanted me to be, to be a captain. When I was a sophomore, he looked at me. He came over to me. He pulled me to the side during lunch. He said, hey, man, you need to step it up because you're jacking around with your friends and I know that you're better than that. He freaking called me out and he said, take out those, those, those dang on gauges out of your ears too. Because I was trying to, you know, I was, I was being a rebel. I was trying to be a rebel. I was trying to be a rebel without a cause. And he called me out one day during lunch. He said, you're going to start being a leader today at practice. You are going to start. You're going to let everybody know that you are the team captain and junior year. You're going to be team captain again. And that's the way it's going to be. And, and if you listen to my other podcast, the same thing happened to me when I was in Sangin, Afghanistan. Sangin, Afghanistan, back in 2011 on my first combat deployment as a saw gunner, M249 squad automatic weapon. I was a boot. I had barely been on one, two months, maybe one. I had just finished one month of patrols. When my squad leader came over to me, my sergeant, he came over to me. He said, hey, look, you know, we were in the hooch. He said, hey, look, I'm going to go smoke a cigarette. I want you to meet me out there in about five minutes. And I was like, okay, like, you know, I've never had a one-on-one -on -one with my squad leader like this. It must be something important. I went out there in five minutes. I grabbed my cigarettes. You know, I grabbed my weapon because when you're, you're in the sandbox, your weapon goes everywhere with you. That's just how it is, man. And he looked at me. We lit up our cigarette and he said, how you doing, man? And I had no idea what he wanted to talk about. I said, I'm doing good, Sergeant. You know, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. And at that point, we were kind of on, you know, sometimes I could address him by his name. Sometimes I could address him by his name. But this was, you know, one of those situations where I was like, I don't know what's going on. I could be in trouble. This could be a, a good thing. I don't know. Something serious. So I said, good, Sergeant. Um, what's up? And he's like, look, man, you know, you're not in trouble. He's just, you know, he was looking at me. He said, look, man, took a deep breath, looked at me, you know, has his weapon slung. I have my weapon there. You know, we're in the, we're in the, we're in the cigarette pit. You know, sandbags are around us. Smoke pit is right right next to us. You know, the, the COC tent is not too far. Everybody else is in the hooch. You know, we had just finished a patrol. So everybody's in the hooch just, you know, just resting, cleaning their weapons, weapons maintenance, you know, doing the R&R, &R, rest and refit. And, you know, I could feel it. You know, I could feel it. He was going to tell me something. He was going to say something very important. 
And he says, me and Mac, me and Mac, he said, me and Mac, which was my, which my, which is our staff sergeant at the time, our platoon sergeant, the, the, you know, our boss, his boss, Mesqualita's boss, me and Mac, we've been talking and you know, we've been talking a lot and there's still some things we need to talk about with you as well. And in my head, I'm thinking, what is going on? Like, what, what, did I do something? You know, I'm thinking, did something happen back home? You know, is everything okay? You know, am I about, I'm about to get booted out of the squad or something? Or, you know, I'm just thinking, you know, I'm just thinking, I'm in Afghanistan. What could him and Staff Sergeant be talking about? You know, my brain's going a million miles an hour. And he's like, and um, we want you to be squad leader. And he just looks at me. And I look at him, you know. And I have no idea what to say. I just look at him. There's a silence. He's silent. He takes a hit of his cigarette. I'm just holding mine. And I feel... I feel all the weight of, on the world on me. I feel, I feel the weight of my body. All the weight of my body on my fingertips. I feel it in my eyes. I feel it in my cheek. I feel every sense... I feel every every nerve in my body. I feel it. I just become so aware of that moment. You know, I I have never been so present than that moment right there. You know. You know, I I was calm. It was like that calm before a storm. You know, I just everything. My whole life. My whole life was was there, right there, right now, right right there. You know, twenty twenty years old. You know, with my with my sergeant, I was like, wow. You know, I was thinking, wow. You know, and the thoughts, the next thoughts that came to my mind were, they trust me to go out there and to make sure that when, 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 when shit hits the fan out there, man, I'm the one most capable to lead my peers into combat and to bring them back. Not only to take them out of the wire into combat to fight the enemy, but to bring them back. And I just nod my head, you know, I just nod my head, you know, and I don't think, I don't think more than five seconds passed where, you know, all these nerves hit me, all these thoughts hit me. I sensed my body, these thoughts hit me of what, what this reality was. And I just nodded my head. And, and he said, and, and my sergeant, he said, he's like, that sounds good to you then? And I'm just nodding my head. I'm like, yes, sergeant. And he's like, and then he just says, well, you know, we're going to help you too. You know, we're not just going to, we're not just going <laughs> to, we're just not just, we're not just going to give you the radio. We're not just going to give you the radio and send you out there. He's like, we got to teach you how to, how to properly uh, plan the patrol how to make sure everybody has proper loadouts, how to, you know, how to, how to plot, how to, how to plot, how to send everything to the COC, how to use the, bra- the, the green gear, how to use the black gear, how to, how to utilize our, our attachments, all of our attachments, our engineers, our, our demo guys, our, our weapons guys, our mobile units, how to communicate with them in case I need to communicate with them, how to communicate with the blimp, you know, how to communicate with the G-Boss, how to communicate with with our adjacent units, you know, how to know, how to, you know, they're like, we're going to teach you everything before we send you out. 
and we're gonna be there with you your first few patrols and man and this is saying in afghanistan man there's ieds out there there's improvised improvised explosive devices we're finding them every single day out there you know at this at this time one of our corporals had already hit an id and uh, the next the next couple days later we had another corporal hit an id and so this was war man this was war we were out there and I just remember saying to my sergeant, I can do this. You know, I didn't even say that. I didn't, that wasn't the first thing I said. I also said, I said, I said, you and, you and Staff Sergeant were, like, you and Staff Sergeant, like, you know, I was like, wow, Staff Sergeant knows who I am. You know, like, he knows me on a, on a, on somewhat of a personal level. You know, because when you're a boot, your platoon sergeant doesn't, he's not going to buddy-buddy you. He, you know, his job is to be in charge of the platoon and the squads. And your squad leader and your and your and your team leaders are in charge of you and your and your peers. You and your peers are accountable for each other. So I was like, you and Staff Sergeant talked about this, and he's like, yeah. He's like, he thinks you're, you know, he's like, we think you're smart enough to do this. You're competent. You're a saw gunner. You know, technically, you sh as a saw gunner textbook, you should be you should know how to be a squad leader. If a squad leader goes down, textbook United States Marine Corps Infantry, three tac eleven. In the publication, it states that if a squad leader goes down, the saw gunner is in charge. Saw gunner is the next in line to be squad leader. And he's like, that's you. And I even, and I've said this in other podcasts. I even said, what about, what about, you know, there was two, two of my peers that were great. You know, one of them was a saw gunner as well. One of them was a, was a sweeper. And I said, what about, you know, X and Y? And he said, I remember, I remember he was just like, you want them to tell you what to do? And I said, when you put it like that, no, I want to, like, I, I remember saying, I, I can do this. And he said, exactly. You can do this and you're going to do it. And he's like, Hey, and they said, Hey, if you don't want to do it, I can get them. And I said, no, I can do it. You know? So it was an honor to be, to be, to be in the trenches and the literal, literal, no shit trenches, man, to be in the trenches and to be called up like that. You know, to be called up, you know, to be, to be a boot, to be a new Marine in combat and your sergeant to come up to, to, to come up to me, man, to call me up out of the trenches was amazing, man. It was amazing. It was, there was no feeling like it, you know, and I, and I, and it, I instantly, after that talk, I, I was a little, a little worried. We finished that cigarette. I was like, but I got this, you know, the first time is going to be hard. The second time will be easier third time I'll get it fourth time it'll be easier fifth time it'll you know and that's exactly what happened man you know you just you know baptism by fire is what they call it in the infantry baptism by fire when you just get thrown into a scenario typically they say baptism by fire when you get in a firefight you know when you get in your first firefight they say hey that first firefight just if you hear it baptize them by fire and if you don't hear it look out for that for my call and i'll tell you where to baptize the enemy by fire <laughs> um look out for that adract you know that adract adract <laughs> and um man it was crazy being called up out of the gutter and so i always want y'all to remember that made it this far i'm not yelling at you i'm not telling you i'm better i'm not better than you i'm not perfect God made us this way, you know, I'm, I'm one of God's children, just like you, we are imperfect human beings, 
And God is here. God has our six. He knows we're imperfect and he loves us and he wants us every day to love him and to everything that we do, honor him. Because if we honor him and we and we do everything that we do with love and we serve others, if, we, if we're in the gutter but we're serving others, he will call us out of the gutter when, our, when it's our time. The thing is, is that you got to do the work. You got to do the work. And sometimes people aren't going to acknowledge you, are, are, are not going to acknowledge your hard work until that time comes. Man, you think that I, that I was being the best saw gunner that I could because I wanted to be a squad leader? No, no, I was doing the best job I could because I didn't want to get yelled at and hazed. I didn't want to get yelled at and hazed by my team leader and my squad leader and my staff sergeant. Man, those dudes were scary dudes. I had, they had been to Afghanistan, to stay in Afghanistan the year before. Those were some scary dudes, man. They were the baddest mother effers in the valley of death. And now they were in charge of me. And now we were back in that valley, the valley of death, staying in Afghanistan. We were back in there. Now they were, and now I was about to be in charge of some of them. Oh boy, man, I'm telling you, I was nervous. And when I told them, it was funny because when I told them like that I would be in charge of them, you know, for a couple patrols, for the next couple patrols, they looked at me and they were like, it was funny, they were like, man, you know what? Like, I mean, of course they like, you know, they, 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 you know, they gave me some trash, you know, they trash talked me, you know, of course, you know, of course, the infantry, man, what do you think? They're, they're not going to just give me an easy time, but it's all, it's all out of love, man. You know, when I got called up, you know, I was like, what do I, I remember because I told my sergeant, I was like, what do I tell everybody else? Because I was still a Lance Corporal and everybody else was corporals now, you know, except my peers, the rest of the boots, like me, the new guys. And he's like, you're going to tell them that you're in charge of them. And I was like, I was like, I was like, you're only going to, and then, and then he said, you're only going to be in charge of them during patrol because they're corporals and you're a Lance Corporal. So don't begin a big head, but just let them know during patrols you are in charge of them. And I was like, all right. Uh, you know, in my mind, I was like, let's see how this goes over. And he's like, matter of fact, you're going to go do it right now. Go tell them. Go tell everybody you're going to be in charge of the next patrol. And I was like, the next patrol? And he said, yes, the next patrol. So I walked into that hooch. You know, you know, remember, I never did my job good because I wanted to be in charge. I just did my job good because I didn't want the guys in that hooch that I'm about to walk into to haze me, to literally haze me. And then be, and beat me up, you know, like it's the it's the it's the infantry, bro. Like I'm gonna be real with you, the infantry is not easy and it is not for everybody. So I'm about to go into this hooch with the baddest mother effers that I have ever met in my life and tell them that I'm about to be in charge of them in the next patrol. And and keep in mind, they've already been to Afghanistan. Most of these guys, I go in there, they 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 rail on me a little bit, they dogpile me, they get they give me a headlocks, and they're like, you know what, man. You know, they give me they give me some smack and I say, you know what? If it was gonna be anybody, I'm glad it's you. You know, they were like, I'm glad it's you. And then they were, and then they started to ask questions like, Who told you this? And I was like, I was like, Sergeant did, you know, and he's like, Where is he? He's like, smoke pit, talking to staff sergeant now. And they're like, Alright then. I was like, I was like, alright. They're like <laughs> But it was funny because we're infantrymen, we're all boys, we give each other smack smack, excuse me. But they're like but I, but, but you still have to call me corporal, you know, like that was pretty much the consensus. And it was funny because they were also like, they're like, you know what? I'll let you lead this patrol, but I don't like you and I don't respect you. And it was, and it was, it was all a joke. It was all, a, it was, it was all a joke, but 
I'm going to tell you one thing, man. I don't like you, and I don't respect you. But I'll, but I'll go on that patrol with you. Ding. Oh, man. Good times. I forgot about that. I don't like you, and I don't respect you. That's something that was a little inside joke that we would always say for those four years that I was in. Trapper Ted's Full Moon Saloon. And, um, man, guys, I just wanted to share that with you. And I've never shared that story with, uh, with, with a lot of people. And I think I've only shared it with maybe, maybe a handful of people, no more than five. And, uh, I'm happy to share it with you just to remind you that I'm not talking to you. I'm not telling you. I'm just talking with you. I'm right here in the gutter with you, man. I'm, my new gutter is Brothers in Arms, and I'm working hard. I'm working hard, man, and I know you're working hard. I know you're doing a good job. Whatever it is that you're doing right now, whether it's, you know, and right now you may be just resting, and that's perfectly fine. You deserve it. You need to rest. You rest up, man. You know, when you listen to my podcast, I never want you to feel anxiety. I never want you to feel this, this urge of, I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough. Just whatever your work hours are, give it your 110% every time. Even on the days that you're tired, hey, if you give it 110% every day, think about those days that you're tired, you're going to at least be giving it 100%. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Because now you'll never be under 100% if you at least give it 110% every day. And those days that you don't want to get up, those days you're too sore, those days you're too tired, those days that you want to press the, press the snooze, and you do press the snooze, and you're a little late. When you get there, wherever it is that you need to get there, just give it 100% then, all right? And then the next day, back to 110. And I'm telling you, you will be called up. We will be called up to greatness. Brothers in Arms right now, hey, I'm telling you, I'm still, Brothers in Arms CBD, we're still in the gutter. We are working every single day until I get called up. That higher calling calls me. Right now, I'm just doing everything because it's what I need to do to build this company with my team. I'm, I'm being the best leader that I can. I'm telling you right now, I'm being the best leader that I can to keep my team motivated every single day so they give me 110% and they give themselves 120%. Because this business, business isn't just about me. This business is not just about making money. This business is not just about building a brand. This business is about helping veterans and helping first responders live the lives that they deserve to live. They deserve to live amazing lives. You deserve to live amazing lives. This company is more than just about veterans. This company is about building an amazing community to fight prescription drugs, to help people overcome anxiety, overcome depression, overcome whatever obstacle they're facing in life because God wants you to be a wealthy individual. Whoever you are, God wants you to have a prosperous life. And that's what Brothers in Arms is. And right now, we are still in the gutter. I'm going to tell you, we're, we're in the gutter till I know I have helped millions and millions of people. When I get called up, you know, I want God to look at me and say, you helped millions and millions, millions of people, you know, find joy, you know, fight addiction, help their families. You've been a voice. I, I, man, I am, you know, I am in the gutter right now. I'm a kid from Dallas, Texas, Oak Cliff, and I'm right here with you. We are in the gutter together. We are in the gutter together, my friends, my amazing friends and family, and you are doing an amazing job. I just want to let you know you are crushing it. I want you to say it right now. I am crushing it. I am doing an amazing job. We both are, all of us.
That's it for this episode, everybody. My name is Eduardo Cardoso, CEO of Brothers in Arms CBD. Be sure to check me out on Instagram at edcardoso underscore. Be sure to check out the brothers, the letter N, the brothers, narmscbd.co. Google it, Yelp it, Ask Jeeves it, Yahoo it. Follow our Instagram, share it with a friend, share it with a veteran. Let your people know. Tell your mama, tell your brother, tell your son, tell your uncle, tell everybody, tell your neighbor. And I will talk to all you amazing people in the next one. Peace.